To a new episode here on Renewed and Reminded, and today we have Anne, and she's coming to talk about why our worship is real. And you guys know this episode or this series of episodes has been so amazing, and so she's coming to give more bread and even something to really just elaborate on. Um, I pray that you are blessed by this episode, and please introduce yourself because she is right here, Miss Anne, and we're getting ready to. Um, just really get into this conversation. Yes, thank you so much, Fanita, for having me today yes. on the Renewed and Reminded podcast, Godly Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here with you and to share my testimony about what God has done and continues to do in my life. He's never done with us, right? Yes, that is true. Yeah, so my name is Ann Visser, and I am a coach, speaker, and trainer, but perhaps my most favorite title of all is I'm a Nana. I have 11 grandchildren. Wow. Amen. (laughs) Yes. So I have five adult children, and my husband and I have been married for 42 years. Whoa. Right there. Let's just pause. You know, the clapping noise, because that is more than enough time to give courage to young marriages to maintain in that. Wow. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you so much. And together we, uh, with his family, we own a family potato farm on beautiful Prince Edward Island in Canada. And uh, I'm also a coach, speaker, and trainer with For Better Forever, which my husband and I co-founded many years ago. Uh, It was a nonprofit for many years. and, And six years ago, we made it a business because we wanted to have more impact. We wanted to impact more people. And I went virtual at that time. Awesome. And yeah, so I also have a, a membership for Christian women, which I absolutely love. We call it the Sisterhood Membership. And we talk about how do we communicate with God? How do we communicate with ourselves? Because that's so important, what we say to ourselves. And how do we communicate with other people and leadership? And that all comes out of my story and my testimony. Mm, amen. Well, thank you again for sharing just a piece of what you do. And I would love to ask you this question. When you got into um, this relationship with God, you know, how did that even begin to understand what he desired in worship of you? Oh, I was very hungry, very thirsty. Mm. And I, uh, I met a young man and he, I wanted a date. I, I chased him. I wanted a date. <laughs> and he said no. <laughs> wow. Amen. Okay. So he, he said, because you're not a Christian. And I didn't even know what that was. And I didn't even know why I wasn't a Christian. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So he, sh- I, he shared the gospel with me. And he shared with me what God meant to him. And I was attracted to him. Now I know later I knew that I was attracted to him because of his faith. And because he was different, Mm. he was different than the other, like his life showed the faith that was in him. Wow. That's exciting to me. Well, what a way to be membered as to know that someone (laughs) recognized you off your faith, not the things you have, not the things that you have gained or, you know, can boast about, but just living and seeing the authentic faith in you. 
He was a leader in our school. He was not out drinking on the weekends. He was uh, contributing as a school photographer. He was just interested in being. He was also, uh, I learned later, he was a maritime young people's leader. And so he was really interested in people. And, and then I found out about God. And as he was sharing Jesus Christ with me, I was so hungry for what he had. I wanted what he had. Mm. And so we started this relationship, phone relationship, and I was writing him notes in school. <laughs> putting it in his desk and he would reply back to me and I was asking him questions that were so hard for him to answer but he tried and and then he um, encouraged me to start reading my Bible and start reading in John and I didn't understand any of it and I was so frustrated with it and finally uh, months later I get down on my knees in my father owned horses and I get down in my knees on the in the barnyard actually outside and I just cried out to God God you promised me you promised me if I would seek you I would find you I can't find you I don't know where you are and in that moment Juanita I met God Wow! it was like Jesus Christ was right there and it was like he was saying to me I am yours and you are mine I am right here with you and I will never leave you nor forsake you I have made you for a purpose and on purpose and I want you to be about that purpose it changed everything for me yes gone gone was the hunger except more for more of him yes and i raced i remember racing back to my bedroom i was 15 years old and i raced back to my bedroom and i opened my bible and it was like the words on the page were jumping off the page it was like all of a sudden the holy spirit was like this is what this means this is what this means and i was like i was so excited i remember the excitement at seeing god's word for the first time through new eyes because the holy spirit was starting to open my eyes to to what his word meant and of course that never ends because his word is new every day just like his mercies are new every day yeah you his say that. word is, and so things that we read yesterday and last year and 10 years ago they're brand new again today because of mm-hmm. maybe something that we're going through and we need that word today and so that's how i started my faith journey and so my worship it it is my life and it it became it's so much more than attending a church it's so much more than singing it's so much more than something i might do in service for him it is everything that i do and he is intertwined in everything that that i do and say and when i am sinning he's not in it right (laughs) but when i'm when i'm in the flow of the spirit then he's in the middle of it all and even I think one I think that I'm so glad that you touched on seeking him first I don't think we've talked about that in any of the interviews yet and how you have to be hungry like not hungry of course hunger your stomach is like er no like hungry to know what does this really mean like is there really more to what the bible is saying how come I can't understand I can't pronounce some of the names in here but I can understand this sentence but I don't have a in depth understanding yet and that's where you begin to understand that I want to know and then it's revealed to only give you more and more and like you said in due season sometimes you can read uh, an Ephesians 6 and the next week you might need to read a Romans 12 but if you read it in the following year it will do the same impact or even more impact depending on what you're going through 
Um, it's just like, I believe that sometimes, and please, you know, let's discuss, we get stuck on, we get stuck on thinking that if I seek some stuff first and I get, make myself more acceptable to me, then I should come to God. Now, what would you say about that, Anne? Because there's a lot of people that are listening and they are told by everybody you need to have something before you can be something or you need to and I can't get my worship up to God because I'm worshiping what's in front of me how 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 can we encourage them I so much believe that it all begins with him and I believe that he is pursuing each one of your your people your audience just like he pursued me long before I met him he was after me and uh, now I can look back and see moments in time where oh there he was oh there he was oh there he was I know he was there all along but there were moments and signposts along the way where for instance I had a beautiful Sunday school teacher um, who encouraged me to to be curious and to think which was a new idea for me and that flowed over into now be curious and think about about the scripture and about the word that I'm reading and um, my parents gave me a bible my parents didn't even go to church except when I might have been singing in the Sunday school and here my parents gave me a bible for Christmas <laughs> and I still remember when I received that bible as a little kid I was so mad Quinita I didn't want a bible for Christmas I'm a kid I want a toy <laughs> And how much I treasure that first Bible, because that's the Bible that I started with when I met this young man and he told me to open my Bible. That was the Bible that I started to read. I didn't appreciate it when I got it, but man, when I was 15 and started to crack that Bible open and met God there in his word, I so much appreciated the gift that my parents had given me that I don't think they even knew how impactful that gift would have been years later. Yeah. What an amazing thing. And it's it's just like God to foresee things all the time where he he's such in a he's in the business of making people stewards so that they lay the right layers when they're when it's needed, then this harvest is available and it has what it needs to maintain into the next layer. And um I would say, you know, when it comes to worship, it's not a bound thing where you have to worship one way. A worship comes in just doing your ordinary, small, invisible things. I mean, brushing your teeth at this point, me being as young as I am, I'm saying, God, this is worship because I'm taking care of what you created. Like these teeth need to be in this body. I need to be able to do what you need me to do. Um, getting up and cleaning the house is a form of worship. I'm thinking about, hey, I got to do laundry. When I think about this as a duty, to make sure I get it done sometimes it feels like a burden but if I think about this as worship I'm like god I got clothes thank you I got a washing powder like man I can just I can go to the store and get some stuff wow you know because it's totally different for for different situations and different circumstances and that's yes, just absolutely yeah. absolutely and I love that you talk about that layered that layered piece that God continues to grow in us and show up uh, in ways that we never expected. And, and then when we look back, we see where he was and how he was there all along. 
Can I share a little more of my story, Anita? I would love to hear more of your story. Three years later, I married. We married. I that married same Daniel. gentleman. You, yes. I had a feeling. I said, I think that this is going to turn around. <laughs> what an amazing I, story. What the, this little I, love and intention. Yes. And I still remember the photographer said on, on that day, on our wedding day, he said, I've never seen a couple look at each other the way the two of you look at each other. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. were pretty, we were passionately in love with, with each other. Amen. And then one month after we married, I was pregnant and very, very sick on the couch. And wow. then we had five children in six years. And that's really a rough way to start marriage. And my husband, he is still farming and he started farming at that time. And he often came home frustrated. He didn't really know what he was doing. Mm. He was learning. And so we had these external pressures pressing in on our marriage and on our love. And then we have these internal pressures because we didn't have the skills that we needed in order to be good together in order. I didn't know how to communicate how lonely I was feeling uh, because he worked long hours. I didn't know how to communicate. I need you to be here a little bit more. I need more support in some way. I didn't know how to communicate that because I wasn't used to processing feelings and needs. And so I was crying out to God for that help. Um, but I didn't know that the responsibility that I had, you talked about the responsibility to care for the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your body. Yeah. I didn't understand the responsibility I had to learn the skills I needed in order to be good together in our marriage. Mm. And it didn't, it didn't happen until we were on a date and we were sitting at outside our favorite restaurant in our farm truck and I looked at him and I said I can't do this anymore wow and he looked at me and he said what do you mean like what do you mean you can't do this anymore and I said I can't do marriage like this anymore so when we married we committed that if we needed help we would get the help that we needed and we kind of looked at each other in that moment and said this is it we need we need help we can't do this on our own mm -hmm. and so God provides help in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, in that moment, I went home and the, when we went home, the next day I went to uh, my mother-in-law's house. She had a library full of books and I pulled from the book, uh, from her library, um, Gary Smalley's book, Love Can Last a Lifetime. And as we started to apply those skills that he was teaching us on how to communicate and how to fight a good fight, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Wow, yeah. I thought all fighting was wrong and we shouldn't do it ever. I thought, you know, I needed to be nice. Mm -hmm. And I found out I was being too nice and I was too concerned about being nice and not concerned enough about communicating clearly mm. who I am and what I needed. And God used... I say he was our very first marriage mentor, although I've never met the man, <laughs> didn't know him personally, but his books impacted us so much and we needed help. And God sent him, I truly believe, to help us learn to, to love and fall in love again. And that's what happened to us. We fell in love again as we started to learn these skills and apply what God was teaching us. We fell in love again. Wow. <laughs> And then we looked at each other and we said, wait a minute, we can't keep this to ourselves. Like there must be other people, other couples out there who are not toxic, but they're not doing well and they're not happy together and they're, they're not 
when we're not happy, we're, we're really, really struggling in our relationships with each other. And we said, there's got to be other couples out there like us who, who want, who need the skills yes. that we needed mm-hmm. to be better together. Yes. And, and that's that... when For Better Forever was born. Wow. Out of the struggle, out of the turmoil, out of trying to figure out how to communicate, which is so, I mean, there's so many ideas to educate yourself, you know, self-help, but to go into a marriage and to say, let's do this together. Then I have to learn how you are the ox and I am sometimes the very small one who's learning and I'm not lesser than you. I'm just learning that it's my determination is just about as great as yours however I just need guidance and direction and here comes this book to guide both and now you both are oxes going out and seeking other relation you know other people who are in relationships who are married pursuing Christ and understanding you're going to hit this like this is going to come and here's what you should not and here's what you should do that's a form of worship absolutely it is such a like the word that I would use is compelled. Like we felt compelled to steward the things that God had put in us, the skills and the lessons that he had taught us. We felt compelled to share it with other people. We just could not keep it to ourselves. Right. And it is a part of our, of my worship and, and our worship together. And then, so we started to partner with other churches in our area and yes. bring relationship programs to other churches and then from there grew the ministry and the work that I do with women as well because I recognize that when women improve their communication skills when they when they get stronger in who God has made them to be and in their identity in Christ and when they get better connected to him and then understand who they are they can communicate that better with their people with their their husband or their children and that improves family life that makes family life better and my heart we call ourselves for better forever because my heart is that when i what i saw was when we got better it helped our kids get better wow and later our kids came back to us, some of our kids came back to us and they said, mom and dad, thank you for all the conversations we had around the table about family life and about relationship and about communication because I'm better today because we did that. Yes. And that's a form of worship, both areas, being able to admit and saying, hey, I cannot do this. Being able to say, okay, what can we do? Let's go do it. That's another form of worship. Being honest, I think, um, a couple episodes we talked about like some of the core heart things that we needed to focus on in like 2020 and one was be honest with God if I can't be honest with anybody else I better if I'm gonna try to worship him in spirit and in truth and God knows me my naked version it doesn't make sense for me to call this uh this is you know God I don't got no skittles when my my pants leg is we got a rainbow falling down got all these skittles <laughs> god is like really you know i can see through the situation i can see through your emotion your pain your try i can see through it and i know that even though i have a plan like jeremiah 29 i have a plan however you don't know what's in this plan and you if you do you may not want to go through you may not want to go through with it but just know if you keep taking step after step and you keep focusing on worshiping me you will make it through more than enough. And then I'll have you, like you said, I'll go to other church and begin to minister and tell them that it is possible. This is some, This is a silent struggle. Let's give it a name. And it's not going to be above the name of Jesus. So we can actually overcome this. So let's do this together. 
Um, and even the sitting around the table with your children. I'm a big, I'm parenting. I'm parenting all the time. And sometimes I'm so big on how do I understand? Okay, God, you want me to balance the part of correcting and, you know, being loving and nurturing. But then I also got to be disciplined enough to, like you said, I can be too kind. I can be. And if you could touch on that, how conversations break the mis like misconception or myths for children like if you talk and you guide versus blame or shout that's a form of worship sometimes we're worshiping anger and and oftentimes we'll be oh i'm just irritated well why you know what is what are you so frustrated at that now your children or your spouse has to receive what you're going through i in all relationships, in our relationship with God and, and with each other, um, I think it's important to have, I, I've heard Henry Cloud say grace and truth, and the, and the word of God says like he moves in grace and truth, and that's how God operates, so never outside of the truth of who he is, and he says I am the way, the truth, and the life, and so I think we need to operate that way too, in that mix of and I think to understand that mix it requires walking with him closely because it requires wisdom so is this the moment when you really need to hear that you messed up in a big way or is this the moment when you just need me to wrap my arms around you and hold you that takes wisdom and that is the way to worship him in that spirit and being honest with ourselves being honest with each other and other our people but doing that in grace so if we do it in all truth it's it's um it's legalistic Mm. like the pharisees and it's not a good place so if we do it in all grace it it allows people to do whatever they want and there's no kind of stopper and that's not the way either to do it it's complete leniency right but instead we need that measure of grace and truth Mm. to kind of enter Percept, and it wow. takes wisdom to know for children when to lean into that truth you know no you can't slap your sister that's not the way we are as a family uh, but uh what's troubling you today you, you look upset can we talk about what's happening depending on how old your kids are of course so it takes that intersection of grace and truth in order to raise our children and with one another too you know in my coaching practice there's a lot of grace happening because there's an awful lot of truth happening out in the world or not even truth but just hardness our hearts have grown so hard and people need kindness they need a soft place to fall while saying you know i'm in your corner i know you can do this let's get back up and let's go at this again I think it's so important to have that piece did I answer your question Juanita yes you did you answered it you and the answer is I need to consider whether I am whatever emotional you know even myself sometimes I find myself you know you can be doing so much that you do you do nothing and then you have this reaction of I didn't get anything else done you know go sit down or go do this and instead of thinking about what I did not get it is to ask any listener any person any mom any brother any sister what does God need me to do for whoever's in front of me that does not mean tell them what's wrong because they probably already know that by the face you know like oh I just messed up so let me let me break this pride 
and hug you even if I have all this stuff in my ear saying oh just walk away you irritated hug anyways you know love anyways find a way to pursue my worship because love is worship love is God so let me practice this even more so and so you blessing me today because I noticed that there's a many things that begin to expand even with parenting and the podcast and I was noticing like oh my goodness I'm start I'm slightly getting a little slowly frustrated and angry at am I beating myself up for not doing enough yet and I know that I'm doing enough but my worship is I'm talking about worship and now I'm challenged in my worship I was I knew this was gonna I knew it was gonna hit but I didn't know it was gonna hit me in the way it's hitting me (laughs) and I think that today I can say that I can start a walk in freedom to know I've got to understand even in my my mistakes or even in um being able to be in that relationship like you said with the father come how does he come to me in love how do I have to come to everyone else through love regardless of my situation now that takes for me to work on my worship so that I can be strong and when I am weak he will strengthen me when I am crying and I'm I'm I'm, oh and he's gonna come and give me the words and if I need to take a step back that doesn't mean that you didn't do enough it doesn't mean that you're not something you know it's enough with the naysaying of the enemy screaming stuff in our ear we our worship is louder than him and that's why he tries to make us stop worshiping and so you've blessed me you've blessed my family with this information and, and so many listeners on today because how many of us i mean they can definitely again um you guys can put in the comments you focus on what didn't I get right more than what is God giving me in this right now? Hmm. <laughs> and the worship is I, gone. Yeah. As soon as you think about that, it's like, oh. <laughs> in the middle of the challenges that we faced in our marriage, can I give you one of my favorite verses? And I hope it encourages your people. It's from Isaiah 43. And it's I read it so many times. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid for I have redeemed you and I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Mm. So when you walk through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the river, I it will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I just love that verse. And that verse kept me going through some hard times. And so if your audience or anyone in your audience is struggling to worship God or feeling like he's far away, don't be afraid. He is with you, regardless of how you feel. Amen. Regardless of what you're thinking, he is with you. He's never left you. And just know that the way to get through whatever you're going through is with him. Yes. Say close to him. Yes, and I I love that, you know, as we come into a close, I would want um, you to share what worship has been over the whole time of marriage, how intimate it really draws you in, and bring it to where somebody, like you said, now I'm I'm hungry, make them hungrier. (laughs) God is everything to me through Jesus Christ. And there's no greater privilege than to sit. I have a thinking chair. Uh, Some people have a prayer clause. I have a thinking chair. (laughs) And there's no greater privilege than to sit with him 
and to open up his word and to read through and it never gets old and to read through you know i i often take different topics when i'm reading the bible right now i'm thinking about communication so how is god communicating uh with his people how are the disciples communicating with each other sometimes not so well kind of like i do <laughs> and i'm thinking about this and it makes it fresh and it makes it new again yes and so i would encourage your people to uh sit with god even for five minutes just but do it every day every day even just for a little bit do it every day like you're thirsty and you're hungry and you're coming to him and you say and i ask him questions he says you know uh, my sheep hear my voice and so i ask him questions and i expect he's going to answer like lord what does this mean for me today and i expect he's going to i journal out those answers that he gives me and it helps keep his word fresh and it helps me to listen because the world is so busy and it can be hard to hear his voice when i'm multitasking and i'm really busy doing different things which i can be very busy doing yeah and so just to take a few minutes every day just to sit with him and just to be grateful for what he's given you and for all the wonderful things that are happening in your life amen well thank you so much for joining us today we invite you back to the podcast anytime we would love to be able to get um more information about what you do with for marriage couples um and um yeah just what your you and your husband have been doing thus far we thank you again for joining and and i'm telling you you have blessed me i can feel just a piece where i can just sit back and breathe and the thinking chair i'm gonna go look for one <laughs> i like that idea that's exciting go find it Quinita. that's wonderful and it's a pleasure to be here today on the podcast if anybody wants to look me up i am ann visser and i'm at four better that's the numerical number for better forever dot com and you can find me there and and tap into the resources we have amen all right we'll see you on the next episode